LinkedIn presents. By the way, Heather was telling me when you know she uh, she told me you guys did a phone call earlier, and she's yeah. like, "Oh my god, I love Ray. His energy is amazing." Like, yeah, she she. Yeah. she and I told him like, "That's why we love working with Ray. Like, yeah. it makes you feel so comfortable in the room when you're taking pictures or when you're outside, whatever it might Thank be. You. Like, yeah, you you bring the energy and you you know." It makes those visuals so much better. It does indeed. You know, I think you're going to have that sense of identifying with people. You know, um, for my other business, I said, I said to my business partner, the good thing about what we do is when you create that dopamine release in, in, in an individual and they get to see it in the photos, not only are you a headshot photographer, but you're a motivational speaker for that half an hour, an hour, 15 minutes. You know, that it makes people look at themselves in such a different perspective, man. It just brings out something within themselves, you know? Welcome to Entrepreneur Struggle, where each week we talk to founders and freelancers about their journey creating and scaling up their business. My name is Chris Colbert, and I'm the founder and CEO of the media company DCP Entertainment, as well as the video and podcast recording space, Podstream Studios Times Square. This season, we are part of the LinkedIn Podcast Academy, so make sure to check out our show notes for information about our weekly newsletter and live events. In this conversation, I'm talking to Ray Singh. Ray is an amazing photographer whose passion led him to create his company, Headshot Specialist, as well as two other companies. My relationship with Ray actually began five years ago when Ray was giving out discounted headshots at a WeWork event in our building. And ever since then, Ray has been our go-to photographer for DCP Headshots. Ray is such a positive and supportive person whose religion and travels around the world have given him perspective and grounding in who he is and how he does business. So I'm very excited to bring him to you as we talk about things like the power of personal connection and integrity, quality versus quantity, and how his childhood experiences led him on the path of entrepreneurship. So when I was in primary school, the age of 11, I was surrounded by friends, right, who was uh, his parents were business partners, they had their own businesses and things like that. And you come in and you hear these kids talk about uh, the holidays that they were going for and and just the things that they would, would do. You know, they would come in with a little bit of extra money when we would go out on, on excursions and tours and stuff like that. I was motivated. I said, one day, I'm going to own my own business. And, and we don't foresee the future, but it's the little things that we do in our day-to-day life that actually determine how our future is going to turn out. So photography is art. And when I got into high school, I actually did art. So I got to understand a little bit of light and and shadow and things like that. They only to pick up a camera in 2008, my business partner, Sean, the one with Steam Trans, he said like, hey, Ray, you got to take some photos, man, you know. And uh, yeah, he introduced me to a camera. I moved to New York City in 2012, wasn't working. I was praying one day and I literally heard God say, did you have a gift in your hands? You got a camera, you, you know, it, there, there's a purpose behind everything that, that you do, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. Chris, I went outside, I took some photos of some butterflies. It was spring. I posted it on a website called Viewbug, got a few awards on there. I was like, okay, this is, uh, this is something, yeah? You know, and then like with anything, you know, you try everything up until you find the niche, you know. So I started, I said, I want to do night photography. I want to do event photography. I want to even get my hands, see if I can do some weddings. Uh, 
And then I was like, okay, let me try headshots, you know. And that's when I started with WeWork, you know, posting out, doing some headshots. And and now it's, it's become all that I do, you know, events now and again, but primarily headshots for clients. Nice. Well, yeah, we met at a WeWork. That's yeah. uh, where our relationship first started. So, yeah, shout out to WeWork on that one. Man. <laughs> Networking, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and where'd you grow up? I grew up in South Africa, a very small town. You know, it's called Amzinto. It's uh, a lot of people know Durban and Cape Town. But Amzinto is uh, is uh, on the East Coast and very close to Durban, about 25 minutes away from there. You know, uh, Johannesburg is another popular city. But yeah, I grew up in South Africa. Uh, I actually left, emigrated to England at the age of 25. So I uh, lived in England for seven years and now 10 years over here in the States. Well, I noticed when you were in England, like you were kind of more on like the business and finance side when yes. it came to what you're doing with your career. Like, has that been beneficial now as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. You have to understand the business side of things, how to market, how to speak to people uh, in order for you to run a successful business, right? You have to understand the maths, the profits, the loss. All of these things here is uh, the foundation of building a successful business. And like, obviously, you're also talking earlier that growing up uh, in South Africa, like you were seeing your friends, parents running businesses. Did they ever impart any wisdom to you, whether it be back then or maybe now? Like, were there certain lessons that you were able to learn um, you know, before you started your business or maybe even now, you know, just uh, through what their experiences were? Yeah, that's a great question, you know. A lot of them I saw was uh, persistence. They were not, they were never products of the environment. You know, they never looked at how the environment shaped them, but rather they shaped their own destiny when it came to the business. You know, people networking, understanding people. They taught me as well. You know, at a young age, you got to be good to people. You know, no, that's and, really and important. It's all about relationships. That's it. Networking. You know, your network is your network. That's what they say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And so I know you most for racing photography, yeah. but like, what are your three businesses? So, so racing photography is, is actually, I still own the domain, but it's actually transitioned into headshot specialist, where I specialize in corporate headshots, uh, foot lines, uh, just anybody that wants a good headshot for their companies or, or, or company or LinkedIn individuals as well. The second business is dynamic portraits. So, with Dynamic Portraits, I actually partnered with another photographer in this building. And uh, it's uh, high-end luxury portraits that we want to uh, capture for families. So it's more done with a with a portrait, but has a painting effect on it. Like it's it's a painting. Mm -hmm. So it's quite high-end, you know. Uh, these are the uh, kind of portraits that when you enter somebody's home, it's all displayed on the wall, just something massive in a frame that they have. But we're also trying to do some senior portraits and things like that for for kids as well. And then the the third business, Steam Trans, is actually the trucking business. So we do logistics, we do uh, transportation of goods from um, from the harbor and port of entry uh, through the distribution centers. Yeah, and how did you find your way in the trucking? <laughs> that's that's think, the last thing I would have thought coming yeah, from photography. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that day was by my my friend's side of it, you know, and he's like, okay, you have you already have a business that's running. We can use that expertise, and I have a principle, you know, if the process works, you take it, you replicate it, it's going to work. You're going to get challenges, but it's going to work. If it works once, why won't it work twice? You know. So we took that same principle. Uh, and then we looked at the market. You know, there's a need for trucking uh, for truckers in in the United Kingdom. 
also creates employment for them. You know, uh, the trucking industry is massive in England, you know, with distribution and things like it, as it is over here. So we decided to get into that. But Sean always wanted to start his own trucking company, you know. And uh, I think based on our relationship and uh, the friendship that we have, the trust is the most important thing, especially no. when you step into something like this. Yeah. Well, I know you're just getting started out there. Um, and you know, again, this is your third business. But, you know, I have two businesses in DCP Entertainment and also here at Podstream Studios, and they're very adjacent. It's all in media. A lot of our content we record for DCP yeah. is here. So they, there's a lot of crossover. But at the same time, it can be difficult trying to juggle, okay, if there's an emergency with one company, I'm taking away from time I'm focusing on, on you know, if there's an emergency with Podstream, then I'm not focusing on DCP at that moment. And, you know, how do you balance those kind of things? And so with your photography, I guess it's maybe not as hard, but now pulling in this trucking business, how are you thinking about how you're going to be able to split your time, split your your resource, split your own energy, you know, amongst these three things? So the, the, the key to everything is is having a good team, you know, and, and when you when you when you have a team, you soon realize that you are not supposed to be doing everything on your own. That's that's the beauty of having a team, you know. Uh, so when I'm my photographer business is 24-7 basically, right? But I'm not shooting 24-7. You know, I'm I'm actually doing headshots between 9.30 and 5.30 and outside of those hours only if a client asks me to, right? I do a lot of retouching myself, but I also outsource it. And my business partner, Alan, he's also a really good retoucher, you know, so so it helps, uh, which, which actually gives me enough free time from between 5 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. in the morning or in the afternoon if we need to, to spend time on the trucking side. But Sean is on the ground. He handles everything that needs to be taken care of on that side. But in the event that he's away, uh, the time difference helps. That's smart. Well, yeah. and yeah, we I definitely do the same thing. We have amazing team members on both the Podstream side yeah. and the DCP side where yeah, for the most part, the day-to-day isn't handled by me. It, you know, yeah. You're focused on the bigger picture ideas creating those relationships that can, are going to take the business to, into the next space um, and just, yeah, overall looking at the business aspects. So I think that's yeah really smart to have like a great team around you in all those different spaces. Absolutely, my friend. It makes a big difference. It makes a world. And tell me a little bit about your process too. Like when you're taking someone out to go do headshots, yes. you know, what is your process in working with them and getting them comfortable and, and then all the way through delivering them those final assets? What is that all, all about for you? So it all depends, right? When a client books, nine out of ten times somebody books because they like the work that they see on the head, uh, on the on my website, right? Then the first step is the call consultation, call an introduction to who I am. Uh, I would always ask the question: What are you using the headshots for? What are your expectations with the headshots? You know, uh, try to get a gauge of of speaking. And that first call is so important because it actually breaks the ice. You know, uh, when people come in. First thing we do is, hey, can I get you something to drink, some tea, some coffee? Just put them into a state of, uh, into a mindset of being relaxed, you know, because there's not many people that like having their their photos taken, you know, and then I just run through my process. Hey, I'm going to take a few photos of you. It's going to come into the laptop. It's not your final image. I just want to make adjustments to the lighting to see how it looks. Nine out of 10 times, Chris, the first photo is such a good photo. You know, it's just straight out the camera. And then that literally breaks that wall down. You know, when people start to see themselves in that different light, it's amazing. You just trigger that release. And then it's about understanding what looks good in a person, what looks good on a person. And I always say this to my clients. I'm like, 
I'm going to be brutally honest with you. If I don't like something, I'm going to tell you that I don't like it because I want you to look your very best. Immediately, the client says, okay, you have my best interests at heart, so I'm going to trust you knowing that you are good at what you do. And that's it. And then uh, once the headshots are done, taken, I sit with them, go through the selection process. We uh, pick out the image that they want. I generally ask, okay, what do you want done on the retouching? Do you want something advanced, something high-end? Do you want to look like a model? What what do you actually want? Uh, and uh, gather all of that information from them. I send them, once the headshots are retouched, I send them a version for approval. Once they approve of it, they, uh, approve of it the images are delivered to them within five to seven business days. But I know personally as someone who, like, I love photography, but I'm more of the night photographer, you yeah. know, going out and taking pictures of architecture or nature. And part of why I love those things is because there's no one judging. Like, yeah, there's no person that I'm taking a picture of so they don't have to weigh in on was this a good shot, which yeah. when I do try to take pictures of people, I get really anxious because now it's not just my eye. It's not what I want. Yeah. It's what do they want? Like, do you? And maybe it, it maybe it's gone away over the years. But have you ever really been anxious about taking photographs of people? When I first started, you you wouldn't believe this, right? You know, when I used to have those events at WeWork, uh-huh. my friend, the night before, I would be so anxious because I was an amateur, right? And you and you want to do everything that you can to get it right. And when you're working with people, there's a sense of expectation that you have to deliver a product that's going to reflect your brand in a in a in a professional manner. You know, because it's not just a headshot, it's it's your brand that's associated to it, you know? Uh, so mm-hmm. I used to be anxious, man, up at two o'clock in the morning sometimes, just like tossing, turning, trying to get some sleep. I'm like, oh, the next thing you know, it's daybreak and uh, yeah, you're out there. And then at the end of the day, you ask, I used to ask myself like, why was I stressing? This wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, you know? Uh, as bad as I thought it, is, it would be. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, we, we all go through that, that phase. Right now, it's, it's child's play. It's so easy right now. <laughs> How long do you think it kind of took for you to finally just let go of that that anxiousness? I would say about a year. About wow. a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, because I've never done that before. And you, when you when you start to do that, when you're new and you're in a new country, you gotta you gotta get a gauge of people because, and I've seen this across three continents, right? People are so different, and especially I think here in the states, if you go from from state to state. People themselves are so different. You know, people are, like in New York City, you know you're in New York City when people are always on the go, rushing. People are in a hurry. <laughs> you know, like, let's go. Let's get it done right now. And then you go to California and people are so laid back, chilled out. You know, it's so different, you know. It's all about adapting. It took, took me about a year. After that, I started to get the hang of it. Right now, it's like I said, I can do this with my eyes closed right now. <laughs> but it takes time. And yeah, you get there slowly but surely. I'm sure you've seen it on such a high level from, you know, England, South Africa, you know, the States. I'm sure you, you know, traveled to many different places. Yep. Through those like experiences being in different countries beyond what you were just mentioning, have there been other takeaways that you've been able to use to either make yourself better or make your, your business better? I think it's all about adapting. You know, I every client that walks into the studio, irrespective of their status in society, I've always learned to treat everybody the same. So there's no there's no two versions of Ray when you walk into the studio. You know, it's uh, I've I've learned that you have to know how to speak to people on 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 every of every spectrum. You know that you meet. That's how you start to get that breakthrough. And then what I take away from them is how do they speak in return? The demeanor, 
you know, and we start to see that it's so different. And as we start to grow in this industry, you start to learn that, okay, I can do things slightly different here with my approach to people, you know, the the manner in which I speak to an individual, the way they come across, you know, you replicate that energy. Sometimes you 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 don't replicate that energy, but you lose all that you were trained to to break down that wall for themselves. So even when I have a guy come in and this guy's a multi-millionaire, he's not even thinking about anything. He's like, oh man, that looks good. And all of a sudden like, okay, cool, man. At least we got to have that conversation now, you know? Uh, that's how it is. Do you ever have like difficult clients, like ones where it's hard to get them to give you the look that you really you know, feel like is gonna be a, the best representation for them? By the grace of God, it's now seven years. Years, I think I haven't had anyone like that. Again, it's all about, one, it's all about how you communicate, right? You will get people, uh, and, and I say this to people a lot, you know, I, I sometimes have one or two clients say, Ray, I really don't like how I photograph, you know? And I say to them, okay, that's 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 fine. And and I always use this, when you, when you go to the doctor, you trust them to take care of you. You know, when you're at work, you trust those who give you a job for you to do that job to the best of your ability. It's the same process with photography. Say my process is simple, we're very transparent. The photo comes in, you look at it on the laptop in real time, and we make adjustments. Nearly every single time a client walks out here, extremely happy. I had a client come in on a Saturday. She said to me, Ray, I absolutely hate having my photos taken. So what my process right now is I have a session fee, a studio fee, and people, clients buy the images. The lady walked out of the studio with four images that she really loved. So coming in with, I absolutely hate having my photo taken to walking out with four images that she really loves. I was, I was really happy with that. Yeah. But it takes time. So it takes a lot of time. You have to, you have to get to that stage, you know, where you're confident enough in what you do. And that's the key. Well, and you've mentioned too, like you involve obviously the the client in helping pick those final, you know, those final images. But like you're, I, again, I know this from experience, like you take hundreds and hundreds of photos, like well, you still have to kind of narrow it down a little bit, or at least, you know, maybe direct the client to look at certain ones and say, hey, I really like this. I really like that. I know personally, when I go out and take pictures again, just in nature, like it's hard for me to to say like which one I love best. Like, there's little nuances. Like what's part of your process in that post-production phase to keep yourself from spending too much time, you know, just focusing on the little, you know, little details of each image. So right now, uh, when I first started as an amateur, man, I used to take a lot of photos, you know, from a session. Like sometimes I would sit and I would take 40 photos in a 15 minute session. And that's a lot to go through, right? <laughs> now it's all about quality rather than quantity. So before the the shutter is hit on the camera, I already knew what a person is going to look like based on their body position, the smile, the face, the facial position and these things here. So now I, I capture less images, but it's of a higher quality. So where I used to take 40 images, now I might take 15 images, but it's of a better quality image. So when a client looks at it, we're not spending uh, a crazy amount of time looking at these photos. We just spend less time, but we have a, a, a difficult choice narrowing down the images that they really love because there's a lot of good photos that we take, <laughs> you know? And, and and the process works, Chris. The process works. I, I had a lady ask me a simple question, like, how many photos do we get? So my question back to her was, are you looking for quality or quantity? So it's easy to capture a thousand photos and give you a thousand photos. Most people don't even know what to do with 200 photos. What are you going to do with a thousand <laughs> photos? You know? And the lady was like, yeah, you're right. You know, and that 
we did her, it was her son's birthday. We did the photos and she's like, oh my God, there, there must have been about 130 photos. She was like, absolutely amazing. It's less for them to go through. The only headache that they have is selecting the images that they want for printing. That's it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like you said, yeah, it's that quality over quantity, you know, and I, to your point, I think you gave me a whole bunch of informal, uh, you know, sorry, some untouched, you know, images yeah. that if I ever want to use them. And to your point, I really didn't. I stuck with yeah. the ones that we picked out. So yeah, yeah that, that quantity doesn't really go anywhere. No, absolutely. It makes a world of difference though. An absolute world of difference. When it's done the right way, properly, you know, we start to see how clients appreciate what you do. And then we have the referral process that goes in, okay, this guy made my my headshot session so easy, so worth it, you know, so uh, they send somebody else along. And that's how it goes. You know, it's just a cycle. I'm very much interested in like what we've had to learn this, or well, I've learned this the hard way in, in having my own, you know, video studio here, like lighting is super important. And mm different skin tones require different kind of lighting and, and all that. Like over time, have, have there been ways that you've been able to figure out, okay, if someone's a certain skin tone or maybe, you know, maybe they, they have a certain energy or a certain energy that you're trying to convey in the images. Do you have like kind of little, I guess, template setups that you have for yourself to, to kind of make it easier? So most of it right now is uh, having the right tools. You know, uh, on my laptop itself, I, I purchased this uh, tool called uh, X-Ray. It's a calibration tool to make sure that your skin tone is nearly enough where you want it to be, you know. Uh, and then you, the quality of lighting that you use uh, to make sure that the person's skin tone is lit up in the proper way, you know. But most of the templates is actually built in, you know, uh, into 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 the brain, into the brain. But in the post-processing realm, I, I use X-Rite. Just one click of a button, the skin tone is nearly 99% where it should be in real life. And that's it. Well, and I also know you're somebody who very much is religious and, and, and that, you know, comes through in just your everyday conversations. But even, you know, when we talk business, you know, you, you bring that into the conversation. Yeah, can, kind of tell me like how you utilize your religion and, and all that to kind of center yourself and, and, you know, help you within business as well. Absolutely. I think it's, it's the foundation of who I am. You know, uh, I personally have experienced God in, in unimaginable ways. You know, I've seen him work. And, uh, you know, we read all these these amazing books out there, you know, these motivational books. Uh, and, and, and these are great writers, you know, but if you literally take your Bible and you read that, which is what I have, I'm Christian, right? You take your Bible and you read that and literally everything is in there. You know, they talk, they, we go to motivational speeches and, and, and these uh, seminars and things and they, and they teach you about the power of your words. And yeah, I look at the book of Genesis and in the beginning it says, and God spoke and God spoke and God spoke. And this is where you are literally learning the power of your words because it goes on to say that we were created in the likeness and in the image of God. So now it's all of these things here. And then you read on further in the book of Psalms and it tells you, hey, you know, death and life is in the power of your tongue. And that is why people tell you, watch your words. You know, you speak something into existence. And if you listen to most of these motivational speakers, that's what they'll tell you. You know, that's what's written in. Uh, in these books, you know, but I've learned get up in the morning, thankful. I can't control my next breath, you know, so I'm thankful that that God gives me that ability to make a difference. Wake up in the morning, you know, uh, make a difference to somebody's life somewhere along the line. So prayer is a very important part. I don't think I do anything without praying about it first, which is so important for me personally. You know, everybody has that one thing that, that keeps them grounded, keeps them uh, centered. For me, it's right. prayer. 
and God. That, that's what it is for me, my friend. That's beautiful. Well, no, I think, um, you know, we all have to have that thing that centers us. And, and I think, you know, everything you said makes a lot of sense. And I think at the same time, you're also just such a positive person. Like anytime I talk to you, it just seems like everything yeah. is going great. But I'm sure you every once in a while there's hurdles. But like, yeah, I think that that positivity, that religion is, is helped to give you your self perspective. And again, yeah. it's very centering, you know, for your being. I'd also want to talk about, like, you know, what are some of the great things happening? Like, what are some of the, the wins you're experiencing now? Obviously, you know, the new trucking business that's coming. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, what are some things that we can celebrate in this moment? So I think I'm seeing business pick up a lot more now. You know, uh, when I used to work at uh, WeWork, obviously I was an amateur photographer. So the market there was totally different. And then I started spending more time networking with people. Now my pricing stuff is so different. I'm seeing a lot more clients come in pay the prices that's listed on the website without even batting an eyelid, buy more images because they see the worth, you know. So for me, these are big things, you know. Pre-COVID, I was praying when I said, God, it's time for me to start uh, getting into, the, into that circle where people pay the full price that's on my website now, you know. And WeWork was great whilst it lasted. Uh, and then all of a sudden, COVID hit, you know. And and this is God's honest truth, Chris. I was there, I was like, geez, you know, sometimes you don't think about the things that you pray for or ask for, right? Up until you are dead center of what you actually prayed for. And uh, I was like, now what do I do? And I remember in my prayer time, God literally said, you wanted people to pay you your rates. And now it's a preparation season. Literally, I went a whole year. I must have had, during COVID, with COVID, I had about three or four, maybe five clients, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but now... I looked back and that was an answered prayer for me, you know, because now people pay the prices on the website. And when I used to do the WeWork events, uh, man, I used to charge people like literally nothing, you know. But, but that's what you do when you're starting off, you know, and that was a big business lesson for me. It was a massive business lesson for me. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a few seconds, you know. But yeah, that's, uh, that's something that's, that helped me a lot. Good. Well, no, and that's how, yeah, you know, again, like I, that's how we first met was at that yeah. WeWork. But for me, it was like, yeah, I need headshots, but I can't afford to get professional headshots, especially for my whole team. And Absolutely. Yeah, that, that made it affordable for a small yeah. business like myself to get something professional. Absolutely. Um, so you're right. That was a great lead generator. And like, yep. you know, we, we basically come to you exclusively for headshots now. So it clearly worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I have this philosophy, right, Chris? I have, like yourself, I have. I think about six or seven clients that I always uh, that always reach out through to me to do headshots, and their pricing I keep it at a minimal because uh, they've in, they invested in me when I started off. So I always believe that it's important to have that integrity, you know, uh, and 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 I and I and I pay that back, you know, I'm like doesn't matter how many times over, you know, and and I look back and I look at my. The, the balance sheets of my book and I'm like this client has been here for a good six years and and literally every year without fail I get a fair amount of business from them you know so you don't forget I don't forget where I, where I came from and and uh, and all those who invested in me all those who took a chance on me you know and it helps it makes a big difference Chris you know uh, in terms of lead generation build, uh, re lead generations and building relationships and things like that well, uh, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I very much appreciate it. I'm sure yeah. your other clients do too. Like, yeah, you've always worked with us to to find a rate that actually works. Um, but no, you do excellent work. And Thank it was why you, 
one, I was excited to have you on to be able to highlight yeah. what you do, but also just the conversations that we've had while we've been doing shoots or even planning for shoots. Like you just have always seemed like a really interesting guy who has, you know, you. A, such an incredible background living in different countries yeah. and just so many different experiences. And again, just being so humble and personable through it all. Um, you know, more of us can, can learn from you. And again, why I want to have you here so we yes. could all learn from you. Yeah. Humble beginnings, my friend, you know, always say that we never forget where we come from at all. When I, when I'm back in South Africa, uh, it's, it's, you know, we have where my granddad lives is a sugarcane plantation. I would literally go there, cut out the sugarcane, eat the sugarcane, you know, and people will be like, but you live in New York city. I'm like, yep, I live in New York city, but I never forget where I came from, you know? walk around like uh, I, w I would literally go to the beach and then walk to the store bare feet with sand all over and things like that you know because that's how we grew up you know and i'm like there's no difference you know there's absolutely no difference new york city is great but it d doesn't define who i am as a person and and that's the key you know so i still go back i still visit friends still visit family you know uh there's no there's no uh, difference with who I am. You know, I just like to be that same person that I was. Obviously, you mature as you grow along. You try and impart knowledge into into people, your friends and family and things like that. But yeah, I, I just love being uh, the person that I was when I was in South Africa, you know, free. <laughs> I like it, yeah. man. Well, let people know, too, where they can stay up to date with you, whether it be social media, websites that they can. Uh, and obviously, we'll also have this in the show notes. If you're listening, yep. you can check it out there. But yeah, Ray, let everybody know how to stay in contact with you and stay up to date with everything you're doing. Absolutely. My website is here, headshotspecialist.com. My Instagram, uh, Racing Photography. My Facebook page is uh, Headshots with Ray. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite active on all three of them. They, if you reach out through to me, I'll, I'll definitely be able to, to help out, you know. Perfect, man. Well, again, thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you so much for, you know, making us look good, like literally uh, making us look good on our, our websites <laughs> and all of our decks and stuff like that. Um, and you're just, you know, a pleasure, you know, a, a great person to know. And I really appreciate you for bringing your wisdom here. It's Entrepreneur Shuggle. Oh, man, absolutely, Chris. Thank you so much, man. You know, uh, it's important. It's important that we support each another, you know. Uh, it's what it's what defines and grows us uh, uh, as individuals, but also our businesses, you know. Uh, and I think it's important because we learn to to share our knowledge with each another, to hold each another accountable, which is a big thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think so often we we miss that mark of holding each another to a higher standard, you know. When 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 our friends and people that are close to us are kind of going on the wrong way, we should be responsible enough to grab them by the scruff of the neck and put them on the right path, you know, and, and that's important, you know, and I appreciate you taking the time out to interview me, man. It's really such an honor to speak to you, Chris. Thank you, Ray Singh, for joining us on Entrepreneur Struggle, and thank you for listening. You can learn more about Ray's work by going to our show notes, which is also where you can get more information on how to stay up to date on everything Entrepreneur Struggle. Soon, we'll be doing monthly live events, so make sure you're following me on LinkedIn to learn more. Thank you to my producers, Heather Johnson, Brittany Temple, and Mike DuBose. Thank you for the support from the LinkedIn Podcast Academy. And until next episode, stay safe and healthy because the struggle is real. Mm -hmm.